We're back. We're chilly, but we're back. <laughs> yeah, you might hear my heater. It's uh, <laughs> it's probably gonna run all day long, and I don't oh. want to turn it off. Yeah, no, it's 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 cold out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. I ran to uh, Walmart this morning because super awesome. Had to definitely get some Valentine's Day stuff, and that was super cold. Yeah, I went outside to get coffee, and the truck doors were. Sh- frozen shut and so i was like well i guess i'll just take the car (laughs) anyway yeah yeah my like every hinge outside (laughs) is squeaking weird because it's just like frozen in place and doesn't want to move yeah oh man it's uh yeah i'm ready to like bundle up for like i work from home but part of me is like maybe i'll just call like not call in but like just take tomorrow off and just like like build a nest of blankets and Dude. hot chocolate and well not a nest of hot chocolate that'd be weird but <laughs> <laughs> a hot tub of hot chocolate yeah <laughs> actually now we're on to something that's a good Ooh, idea yeah if you're thirsty just drink right out of the yeah perfect yeah. um or perfect perfect yeah wow. dad joke that was actually that um, was really good i like that i like that a lot yeah yeah i i'd make a horrible marshmallow I'm white enough. <laughs> and I'm pretty fluffy. <laughs> Watch out, world. This is super disturbing. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm so no. sorry. A little bit okay. of humor, yeah. So speaking of love, yeah. um, which nobody was, but I love hot chocolate and marshmallows. <laughs> um, you know who I love? Our patrons. Oh, my goodness. I heart all of you. Yeah, so instead of saying thank you, I'm going to say I love you, Kathy, Cindy, Brian, Chelsea, Saria, Travis, Tyler, Jesse, Brian, and many, many more. You are all loved. Yeah, and if you want to be loved by Aaron and I, you can also <laughs> throw us a dollar or more at patreon.com forward slash look what I did. Yeah. Because the fastest way to our hearts is through your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We took that from sweet to like (laughs) needy. Just give me money. Yeah. Um, But you know, we got to keep the show on the air somehow. Yeah. But no, seriously, you can go to (laughs) patreon.com forward slash look what I did. Mm -hmm. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month there, and it gains you access to some extra special content as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. So do that. Head on over to lookwhatidid.net where you can see some photos Mm -hmm. of artwork by. Our last guest, yeah. Miss Heather Hill, mm-hmm. um, and, and previous guest as well. So, yeah. swing by, say hi on Instagram, say hi on Twitter, uh, say hi in person if if you're bringing hot chocolate. Yeah, even um, if you're just dropping it off on the doorstep, <laughs> <laughs> send it like one of those Hunger Games drones and just like, yes, <laughs> perfect. Thank you, um, Katniss. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I just watched all those with my daughter. Yeah, pretty good. I don't think I'd seen all of them. I I've seen the first the first one and part of the second. I didn't. I need to do that as well. They're pretty good. Yeah, uh, you have access now. I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, so you know, we just put out a show every two weeks, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't. There's no timing to anything really. Yeah. Uh, in that sense, but there's this. Um, is kismet the right word here? Hmm. Like very fortunate happenstance that occurred, yeah. Where it's 
today is Valentine's Day as Aaron and I are recording. Happy Valentine's Day, Aaron. Happy Valentine's um, Day, yeah. And and we got to interview Alex Fitton from the Adoptive Mom podcast, mm-hmm. and we've known her for a couple of years. And she has uh, one of those shows that when we were starting out, we're like, how do we do that? Like, how do we get right. to that? point because she she has a pretty big show mm-hmm. and um you know a great audience a great following and uh she was just very kind to us and very generous with like her knowledge and thoughts and uh there would be times when she would come and say like you know I, i'm watching you guys do this and like i'm i'm borrowing some of that for my mm-hmm. show and i'd watch her do stuff and be like yeah we're doing that mm-hmm. um and, and it's been a very a very generous relationship in that sense oh yeah uh and then her husband is is brian fitton who does the go rogue podcast and mm-hmm. he's been very supportive from the beginning as well yeah. um and so just a wonderful couple and i've wanted to interview alex for so so yeah. long and um this is another remote one that we had to do and like probably the most technical difficulties we've ever had in trying to record a show yep. um so the sound is like a little funky not normally where we'd want to be necessarily Mm -hmm. uh so forgive that but um it's an interview that like it's got to be listened to yes anyway like the 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 content is great and alex is just one of the most like i don't want to say hard on her sleeve i mean she is but like Mm -hmm. thought on her sleeve like she just Mm -hmm. is honest right like um in the best way right and so this this episode, uh, I think you learn a lot about parenting, probably a decent amount about podcasting, mm-hmm. and um, I think a little bit about how all three of us feel about like putting ourselves out there mm-hmm. in kind of a public forum, you know, yeah. and what that yeah. does and doesn't do for you, kind of mentally and emotionally, and mm-hmm. those types of things. So, yeah, uh, yeah go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I will say that one thing, like with this, even if you're not an adoptive parent go and listen to her show. You and I talk about it a lot. Yeah. It is, it's good. I mean, there's a lot that you can take away from it. If you're a parent, not a parent, adoptive parent, whatever. I mean, yeah. it's, it's good stuff. I can't say that enough. It's really good. And there's a lot of wisdom in mm. the old Alex over there. Mm-hmm. She's a wise soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I think without further ado, Mrs. Alex Fitton. Enjoy. Okay. Okay. We are, it's not recording yet. Hold on. It's starting record. Okay. Now it's recording. Cool. Avoid legal tags by telling people they're being recorded. You guys Wait, are you're being recording record- this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I'm, I'm unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> it flagged me. It was like, just so you know, it doesn't matter people. if you're, if, if you're recording, if you can't hear the people you're recording though. Right. Exactly. So you don't have to give a disclaimer, uh, but we finally got Aaron on board. All right. I think it's better to tell us in the beginning you're recording than for us to do everything and go, oh, <laughs> was I supposed to record? <laughs> that would be terrible. Listen, it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. I'm, yep. I'm, sure, I'm sure as podcasters, we have our stories of uh, bad today. sound yeah. moments. Yeah, today, today's been an interesting... Alex, something something about your presence just destroys the technology that's in my life and makes yeah. it not work. <laughs> it's back to the superhero thing. It's like I'm a supervillain that that's like my, you know, my thing is I like disrupt all the tech around me. <laughs> but you can always turn that to be like a good power, right? There was a, a fantasy book, Spell for Chameleon, 
um, and everybody has one magical power, everybody, except for this kid who has no magical power at all. And it turns out that his magical power is nullifying magic around him. Ooh, and he's actually able to like use that to like help people. Um, if, that's anyway. cool. Huh. Yeah. Yep. The quite, the, quite the good versus evil conundrum. Kind of was. Uh, okay, so let's let's start with who you are and what you do. We like to give our audience Again, that intro yeah. before we wander off down whatever uh, random path we find ourselves on. <laughs> For the last hour, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, my name is Alex Fitton, and I am the host, and I run a, I guess it's like a ministry also through uh, the podcast, the adoptive mom. And so it really started out as a podcast and it's grown into a lot more from there. Um, we adopted starting in 2015, we've adopted twice. And I just really looked around and saw the lack of resources out there for adoptive moms. There was a lot of resources for like adoptive parenting, telling you what you're mm. doing wrong, what you could be doing better. And those are so necessary. Like, that's great. You know, we can always learn and like, we would be so naive and uh, arrogant to think that we're always doing it right. But I think that when you're dying and drowning, it's that doesn't comfort you <laughs> to hear like, here's how here's how you can fix the situation or here's what's what you could be doing better or here's how you went wrong. Um, it's more just like, hey, this sucks and I'm here with you. And yeah. so there's just so little out there for that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be that person. I'm going to just start this um, this ministry and this podcast to um, just share stories, but also to be able to say, hey, you're doing a great job. And that's it. That's it. Full stop. Yeah. How long have you been doing the show? Like since? I mean, you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I started in 2017 and I do it by season. So I do two seasons a year. I just wrapped up my seventh season. And um yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, I've gotten to talk to some really cool people that I wouldn't have mm-hmm. been able to talk to if it weren't for the podcast. Um, and I've had so much fun doing it, just being able to um, to reach people. And really, the best part for me is the feedback that I get when people say that my podcast has like done things like changed their lives. And I would have never said that I could be a part of something life changing. Mm-hmm. And that was that's really encouraging to keep going. Um because I yeah. think, I mean, you guys are podcasters, you know that sometimes it can feel like, what am I even doing this for? And when you get someone that encourages you or says like, hey, you're doing a great job and here's how you've impacted my business, my life, my yeah. you know, my family or whatever, it makes it all worth it. Yeah, no, it, it does. Uh, the, well, and the reason I asked when you started is because I was wondering what the elapsed time between adopting your first, the first child that you adopted um, and then kind of like realizing this resource was lacking, right? And so yeah. creating that resource. And the the funny thing is like I was thinking about talking to you today and just how like you're probably one of the most like vibrant, happy, outgoing people I see like in person, right? Like when I the couple times I've been around you, you're just very like energetic and like ready to go. <laughs> but then like the social media is almost like um it's always a very like, it, not always, but you're very honest about struggling mm-hmm. and right. Like you're very authentic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so, but I found that kind of, I was like, but I never see this in this person when I'm around her, like um, it, but it's, in, I, I don't, I don't even know where I'm trying to go with that. Just that like 
almost like you having an avenue to be able to express uh, difficulty or hardship, right, has allowed you to better embrace mm. life as a whole, right? Like, because life generally is good. And if I have this outlet where I can say sometimes it really hurts and it really sucks, it almost lets you kind of lean into the good more fully when, when you're in those moments. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's just sort yeah. of my thought about you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, thank you. First of all, that's a big compliment. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I think that it's, uh, you know, for, first of all, your question is kind of twofold. So I, the first part was, when did we adopt? So we finalized our last adoption in 2017, um, in the summer of 2017, and then we closed our home because we adopted through foster care. And we closed our home. We were like, we are super done right now. We adopted, we went from zero to four kids in a year and a half. And oh, wow. That's too fast, Alex, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, that's quick. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the snapshot of our story is that we, we, we're going to adopt. We have always wanted to adopt and we knew we wanted to adopt older kids. Um, and so I was pregnant and we went through the process to adopt a teenager, which is, oh, wow. I mean, if you're thinking like, that sounds crazy. It was like, it was not, <laughs> it, I mean, it worked out, I guess, but it was not like wise per se. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, only by God did that work out. But, um, we, we adopted or we had our baby in December. We adopted our teenager in August. In uh, later August, we found out that I was pregnant again. And that was by that was a surprise. Uh, and then two months after that, we found out that our teen's birth mother had had another baby and abandoned him at the hospital. And so they yeah. asked to adopt him as well. So I was halfway through my pregnancy with my daughter and we got a newborn baby who was drug addicted, detoxing. Uh, all that stuff. And right around that time is when we found out that our teenager had a severe attachment disorder. Um, and a lot of you listening probably don't know what that is. And that's fine. It's just basically means that because of trauma, like uh, neglect and abuse, the neuro pathways in your brain are affected. So you connect with other humans in a different way than neurotypical people do. So finding that out was a big thing for us. Um, it has a lot of behavior ramifications. It has a lot of safety ramifications. And so dealing with that while having three babies was, uh, quite the trip. Um, wow. so that was kind of our journey that we went through. And, and, and that kind of leads into your next part of the question, because you're right. I am an ex a super extroverted person. And what I've realized about being extroverted is that social media can feel kind of like fake peopling. Um, and so mm -hmm. it's, and I know that that's weird. Like, I'm not saying that to be like arrogant or something like that's the fake version, but it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't kind of like scratch that itch that a lot of uh, extroverts have. And we need people, we need community, we need this. And so like, quarantine right now has been real tough for us extroverts because uh, Zoom does not do the same thing that <laughs> Coffee with nope. a Friend does. Nope. And um, and so posting on social media about my story felt really hard. It didn't feel the same. Writing a blog post about it did not feel the same as sharing. And so being able to do the podcast and use my own voice and talk to people, um, even though it wasn't always in person or isn't always in person, um, it's still just how it rings differently than trying to put all of the nuanced feelings that I had had and never experienced before, because how could I have experienced them before into yeah. an Instagram caption, you know, like mm -hmm. that's impossible. And 
So, yeah, I mean, the social media honesty, I mean, I, I have a hard time being anything but honest, which, again, sounds like I'm patting myself on the back. And I, it's not. It's, you know, I've definitely had people tell me I'm too blunt. I'm too open. <laughs> I'm going to discourage people. But I'm like, I don't I'm not going to do it if I can't be real. Like, that's dumb. And so yeah. um, it's kind of an outpouring of that. Like, I can share what God is teaching me. I can share what I'm learning. I can share what happened that day. But knowing that that's not my only source of connection to the outside world makes a big difference, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that you, you said two things there. One, because somebody the other day was like, well, you're the social media guy. And it was like, my immediate reaction was like, no, I'm not. Like, I don't, you know, like I do the podcast because it's a conversation and I get to learn stuff from people and um, experience that interaction with somebody. But I don't, to your point, like I don't, putting stuff on social media doesn't do anything for me. Like there's no, like, I don't even really care if I get likes or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, okay, Mm -hmm. like there's a photo of a thing, I guess. Like, I don't even know why you would care. Um, But, but, and then I think the. Uh, it doesn't, to me, it's always had the sheen of like a lack of authenticity to it a little bit, right? Like everything's Mm -hmm. kind of framed and uh, perfectly showcased. And I, same way, like, I'm very just like, well, this is how I feel right now, you know, like, um, and so I, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I like the honesty in the social media, they, they, they feel not that you can't be honest in the social media, but it doesn't, I, I don't, it seems too superficial. I don't know a better way to say yeah. that, right? Like, yeah. even if you're yeah. being honest, it's just like a surface layer of a thing and there's no really digging into it. Um, mm-hmm. but then the other thing that we're, we're not even having questions and answers, we're just talking, but like the other thing I thought <laughs> I about too it. is like, um, how, how positive, uh, an environment you create, even when you're being, um, you know, sometimes very real about a difficulty you're facing. Right. And I think that people need that. And what the podcast allows you to do is, is for people to hear your voice and feel like they're having that conversation with you. I think that's the power of the podcast is like, Alex is in my living room or in my kitchen or in my car with me and like I'm not doing a lot of the talking but I'm hearing this conversation I'm part of this conversation um and it allows you to dive a little deeper into kind of the messy underbelly sometimes of the thing or the beauty of it right like and it's not just a post in a in a brief caption so mm-hmm. um I think you're I think the podcast was the right call I guess like I've listened to your I'm not an adoptive parent but I w- I was a single dad right and yes um, listening to your show sometimes, uh, like I've found stuff for myself, right? Like, cause I love that. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I think even when you're in a, a nuclear family, like there's still, my family is a blended family, right? Like, um, single parents that got together and you sometimes tell yourself that you're the only people facing mm-hmm. this hardship, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. I remember talking to a guy uh, we were on a business trip and I was just kind of going through like how it felt like there were favorites and, you know, like th- just kind of the tension that could cause sometimes. And he was like, I just want to be honest with you. Like even my family, I've been married to my wife my whole life. Our kids are ours. We both have favorites. He was like, it just is like not even favorites, but like the ones that like so my mom says it best. Her. Yeah. My mom says like, yeah, it's just like they, they want to be loved the way you love best. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's this connection there. 
Um, I but I really went home with this, like, okay, like we're not doing that bad. Like everybody. And so I think no matter what the family dynamic is, we all share a lot of the same mm-hmm. foundational kind of struggle, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or joys and wins. Right. I don't know if you found that to be true or not, but. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think that, you know, people with bio kids still have kids that act a fool and you know are getting arrested and like that's always going to be a struggle and the the way you feel about them and the disappointment can definitely feel different sure but um you still need support you know like I think that even I get caught in this trap of like I don't deserve to complain about it because it's been way harder for me before and um I think that that's that's really that's dangerous way of thinking because that's what makes people shut themselves in and say like I can't talk to people about this because they have it harder or um or this isn't that bad or I should suck it up or you know tie up my bootstraps or whatever and that's what that's what makes parenting feel so isolating um and not just parenting Mm -hmm. but just going through anything difficult um when you start to feel like people won't understand or won't care um I don't know that that's a really crappy place to be for anyone yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you do you ever feel so Aaron and I are fortunate in the sense that our show like doesn't um I hope nobody ever construes it as possibly being advice, right? Like <laughs> please please no. <laughs> we are probably not helping you become better people in any way whatsoever. <laughs> but, I, but I can very nope. much see where your show like I'm leaning into that because I'm coming here for some advice or for mm-hmm. right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, did, has that, I can imagine where that could sometimes be challenging in that I would feel you have to be a little more, or you might find yourself being a little more conscientious about what you're saying, or even people just reaching out and saying, Hey, I'm facing this thing. Like, what do I do? Right. I mean, has, is that a scenario mm-hmm. you found yourself in, in the last what five, six years? five, well, five years. Yeah. Um, I mean, for sure. Like I've definitely gotten that. And there's a lot of times where I don't know what to say, or I don't have a good thing to give to hand them. Like, here's what you should do wrapped in a nice package. Um, and, and that kind of like sends me back. Cause even, and I don't know if you guys have been through this where you have to almost recalibrate yourself to what your show's purpose is or what your, you know, mission is or whatever. Um, cause it can get really distracting out there. Um, especially when you pull social media or conferences or like anyone mm-hmm. telling you like, this is what your podcast could look like, or this is what your ministry could look like. And you're like, Oh, well, this is what I need to do then. And then you're, you know, I kind of have to be like, no, no, this is what you're doing. And, um, and that's when I have to recalibrate and just say, my job is not to hand her advice. My job is to just sit with her in this hard stuff. And that yeah. can feel yeah. really counterintuitive counterintuitive. It can feel really unproductive. It can feel all of those things, but it does so much more. I mean, that's the whole thing is, I mean, getting into childhood trauma a little bit. And I mean, they always say like neglect is the most dangerous form of abuse, which is so like, you would not think that you would think that it would be like sexual abuse or physical abuse, but neglect, neglect is the one where we see the most long-term damage because, Mm -hmm. and, and, and if you think about that, spin it, the mom sitting there telling me how crappy things are right now, me trying to fix it versus me just sitting there, that's neglect, you know, just being like, I don't care about your problems. Let me, if I can't do anything tangible about it, then it doesn't matter. Um, 
and I mean, obviously on a much different scale, I am not comparing childhood abuse to, you know, that situation, yeah. but, right. um, yeah, I think that it can just, it can, you know, I have a, a Facebook group that ties along with my podcast. And so, um, on there, I have to constantly just echo myself and telling people we don't fix things in here. Like our job, mm-hmm. your job is to not give advice to everyone presenting a problem or, or sharing mm-hmm. parts. Like that's not what you're, you actually can't do that unless they're specifically asking for advice. And even then it needs to be done nicely. I mean, you just be surprised how many grown women I've had to kick out of that group for just being jerks. And I mean, that's the, yeah. like, talk about, that's why we don't have a Facebook group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our problems is having to moderate growth and talk. To uh, yeah, that doesn't sound so that actually that leads to another like I'm assuming you've learned a lot over the you know, you, you kind of talk about like even just what you said, the most dangerous form of abuse is neglect, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's something that most people necessarily know. So you self-educated um, that I'm. So our listeners will understand and hopefully yours will as well when I ask this question, but what gave you the confidence to, to step into this, this spot? Um, because I think people sometimes look at like podcasters or YouTubers as authoritative, right? Mm -hmm. Like we know our subject and I mean, it sounds like by your own reasoning, like you didn't part of the reason you did the podcast was because you didn't know what to do. You didn't know how to handle it. Um, what I think some like I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this right. Uh, a lot of people would have backed off the idea of doing a podcast because they felt like they didn't know. Um, mm. What pushed you to push through in spite of not like necessarily having the answers, right? Yeah. Um, I think that I think it just goes back to what I do. And I had to remind myself because that was definitely a thought, you know, like I, I don't know enough or I'm not skilled enough or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think it just goes back to the mission, which is just say, like, I'm not trying to fix people's problems. I'm not trying to teach them how to raise their kids. Um, that's kind of a byproduct. And that's great. Cause I have a lot of experts on my show, but the majority of people on my show are actually not experts. They're just moms who have been through it. Um, <laughs> who might yeah. be the experts actually. That's, that's a pretty good expert. <laughs> are so far removed. Yeah. Like, your kid's not ready yeah, to exactly. And it's, <laughs> I, and I didn't want it to be a scientific podcast about like, here, let's talk, let's dive into like behavioral, theoretical, whatever. Like yeah. that sounds real boring. And it also <laughs> sounds really unappeasing. Like if you're in the middle of it, if someone throws me a Brian Post book, who's great, by the way, Brian Post, if you're listening, I love you. But like <laughs> if someone throws me a Brian Post book, I, I want to hit him in the face. Like this is not helping me. Like I'm just mm. trying to get through the day. Um, and so that's what I wanted the podcast to be, not like another place where people are like, oh, I could be, you know, thinking about kids lying and the deeper meanings and how it <laughs> how it actually enacts control on the, like blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, that's all that's all good, good stuff to know. But like that has to come out of abundance, not out of depravity where you're just like, I, I'm dying right now. Um, right. Yeah. Sh- mm. me some that's no, that's not approach. how the human brain works. Yeah. And that's such a guy approach to the situation, right? Like our, you know, if a, if a guy was making the adoptive dad podcast, that initial <laughs> like knee jerk reaction is going to be like, 
Well, okay, so like this is going to be a show about fixing like whatever, right? It will be reading Brian Post, who I'm not familiar with, but like I just I found that you know like over the last few months, like I've had kind of my own like things I've been struggling with, and uh, most of my friends are guys, right? And that like just our approach to it is like, well, just do this, this, and this. And it's like, can you just? And as a guy, I think it's hard to be emotionally open and say right now, like I just kind of want to sit here and like cry and like yep. just be with you yeah. you know like um yeah that's tough. you'd be surprised uh, how many secret dude listeners i have like yeah i mean the majority of my listeners are female but i think that there are so many guys who have been told their whole lives that boys don't cry and that mm-hmm. they've got to tough it out and they listen to my show to get what you guys need and like that's i mean that's all soapbox for another time but like patriarchy <laughs> has done you guys a disservice too and yeah so yeah yeah well, and, it, and it, it but there's also nothing stopping us from saying I think there's a humbleness to um, look to somebody who stepped up like you and said, I don't know everything. This is, this can be challenging. This can be overwhelming. And I am Mm -hmm. confident and brave enough to say that. Right. And I think like we kind of have a tendency to be like, well, that would be a chink in the armor if we were (laughs) to say that. Right. And um, I've really found a lot of power and inspiration just from knowing you over the last couple of years uh, or, or some other people in my life is just being like honest with people and just saying like, like right now I need something, I need something different, right? Like I need somebody to just sit with me in this moment. And, um, mm-hmm. so I, I think like the, the conversation, the work that you're doing, even though it feels like it's, uh, directed m- more towards moms, right? Like, um, that there's a there's a huge value to the dads out there or the big time yeah or whatever Aaron and I have talked about your show like both of us have been single parents and we've literally like hey did you hear this thing yeah no you know like I that really meant something you know like um yeah your message is powerful to everybody it's not I don't think it's just for moms right yeah well I love that I'll never forget the first interaction I had with Aaron he messaged me and he was like I know you don't know me and I know I'm a dude (laughs) but I I listen to your show. And, uh, you know, I think that you guys are having to be mom and dad. So I think it's totally like appropriate that you guys are having to do both sides. And like, that's a completely, yeah. Like all the, all the praise to you guys for having to do both roles. I can't even imagine. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, that's a whole other support that's needed for you guys. So kudos to you for doing the extra work. We're not starting that podcast. That's (laughs) no, it'd be the, uh, Mr. Mr. Mom podcast. I, you know, speaking of experts, uh, one thing that I have to, that I have to do that other people I'm sure have to maybe step back and look at is like, is my kid alive today? you know, this week, this month, are they this age? Then boom, you're an expert. You know, (laughs) it it is the small thing sometimes of like, am I doing this wrong? You do question that a lot. You know, I'm sure Daniel has, and you, you know, like you. I'd just say I'm sure so emphatically before you said (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to include you in this. Um, Not a lot of support from Aaron on my parenting, apparently. (laughs) I know Daniel has had to question this. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, I never said it like that, but I mean, <laughs> it's on audio. <laughs> Jeez. Well, anyway. one of my best friends here, people. One of my best friends here. <laughs> Watch, Daniel, I, it'd be like someone giving advice like, I know I've seen you struggle. Trust me. <laughs> no, it, not, not, not getting that worse. Way, but no, no, no. That was the funny part, too. But I think that. 
if you're if you're not doing if you're not being a good parent, you're not questioning those things sometimes anyway. You know, you have to step back and go, wow, you know, my kids are older than Daniel's now quite a bit, you know, but it's one of those things of like, did I do a good job, you know, and your whole thing about neglect, you know, I somewhat had a saying of like being a dad is 90% of it is showing up and being there, you know, and your kids will see that and remember it. Um, That's, that's a huge thing. And I think that any advice that I can take from a mom being myself is not biologically a mom is expert advice because I mean, I don't know. I am not wired to be a, a mother, you know, and it's tough and I feel bad for my kids sometimes in that aspect, but I've done, tried to do the best that I could. But I think that's where like your podcast has been so identifiable and validating for the things that people that, like you said, your secret dad listeners or men listeners will get and go, man, see, this is it exactly. This this is what I'm talking about that I can't bring up with other people. Even if all they do is listen, it's it's a huge, huge checkmark maybe for them saying, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good then. Because I think that, you know, having someone show up and go, well, and you'll notice, I'm sure all of you, they're listening and us mostly is what I'm talking about. People without kids will give the best advice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and they're yeah. just like, oh, okay, thanks. I've That's never adopted, works, but... but the way I would do it. You'd be amazed <laughs> yeah. how much I knew about adoption before I adopted. <laughs> and I mean that sarcastically. Like I thought right. it was yeah. going to be so dreamy. And Well, you, you know. read a book, you watched a yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think, mm. I think we do that all the time though, right? Like, oh yeah. Kind of, like looking at getting into podcasting. Okay. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to record this idea <laughs> and then I'm going to put it out yeah. there. And you know, yeah. five years later for you and three years later for us or whatever, it's like, man, there's a lot of work behind this adoption, podcast, cooking, whatever, mm-hmm. like living. Mm-hmm. It's always a little more than you think. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Happy birthday. I was thinking that's that in the, the same tune. No, but that's exactly what I thought. That's so weird. Who are we wishing happy birthday to? Who's, whose birthday is it? Uh, not mine. Not mine. Mine was like a week and a half ago. Ten days really? ago. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Happy birthday. I don't think I've ever known your birthday was in February. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't put it on Facebook. This is a really awkward moment for me. No, where I'm just getting no. like accidentally called out. Happy birthday! Thanks. I, we've never celebrated your birthday together. No, I, I don't. Yeah, we did last year when we recorded two episodes at, on one day. Well, we didn't celebrate your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Happy birthday! You, you get to yeah, do. You bought my you lunch. Get to do this podcast <laughs> with me. Oh yeah, you're right. Because your brother was here. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. But I'm other just than the that, worst yeah. friend ever. No, so, your, yours is in March. I know that much. Hold on. See, I like how you're just like... March 23rd? Calling me. Ah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is really bad. That's weird. So, guys, on the next episode of Look What I Did, when it's Aaron and whomever is actually a better friend than me, which is apparently anybody, um, it was nice. It was nice being a part of the ride. No, but it's it's Heather Hill's birthday. Oh, yeah. So, happy birthday, Heather, to you. Yes. Creator, indeed. And 
anybody else who has a birthday, but Heather yeah. specifically. Too. Happy, happy birthday, yeah. Yeah, we're so glad to have you as part of the show, to have mm-hmm. you as a friend, um, to have you as just a creative inspiration, mm-hmm. and always a smile and upbeat. So, yeah, I'm yeah. super happy that I get to know you. Good job. Uh, so, I don't, I don't think I have anything special for the ish here. I think it was just no, a happy birthday I, time, and then awkward yeah. like realizing that um, you're a better <laughs> friend than I am. So, you know, that happened. Well, <laughs> you know, it's uh, there's a lot going on nowadays, and that's that. I didn't put it on Facebook, so I've got a. I had a few people call me and text and go, "Hey, is today your day?" And I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> Every day's my day. Actually, uh, Chelsea Stevens, one of our former guests, stopped by my work and brought me balloons. Her and her kids did. Oh, nice. Yeah, one was a unicorn balloon, and one said "baby boy" on it because. Why not? It was. This is somehow perfect. Yeah, well, she has to genuinely so be one of the most like thoughtful human beings I've Dude. ever met. Yeah, yeah. That's an episode worth listening to as well. I mean, oh, they man. all are, but like yes. hers yeah. was, hers was the one of those times where like I think I know mm-hmm. what I'm getting into, <laughs> yep. and like what the job entails, yeah. and then you just find out you were totally, like, yep. you didn't even kind of know. You, you know, know what? I, what I like about that episode is you coming to the realization throughout the process of the episode, you and I both, of like, uh, what? Wow. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, something that I mm-hmm. always thought I could just do, and just through the course of that conversation mm-hmm. realizing, like, nope. <laughs> like, I mean, mm-hmm. not without an insane amount of, yeah. wor- like, no, you are not just going to sit down on a microphone and be an audiobook narrator. No. But we are all over the place. So, yep. you know what? It's a snow day. Go yep. back and listen to some old highlights. Chelsea's oh, yeah. one, Heather. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, just go back and listen to the, to the backlog. Because yeah. there's a, yeah, there's there's a decent a amount there. Um, and thank you for sticking with us for the past two, three years. Yeah. And, uh, and allowing us to create this content that you can go listen to on a snow day. So drive safe or stay at home if you can. Mm-hmm. Sled if that's an option. I'm going to do it later. I don't, yeah. I don't think this is snowman snow. No. It's looking like it's not going to work for that. Not yet. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just enjoy the winter wonderland and some mm-hmm. hot chocolate. Do it. And back to the show. All right. Have fun. That's one thing that I was very surprised about was how much social media was involved in podcasting and how much oh, like no just all the Ugh. the show notes, the coding, the website, the branding, the social media. The, it's like, I just want to talk to people. I just want to get reward <laughs> and be done with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, and that's, you know, we haven't even talked about your like that element of the show that much. But like this thing that seems at first like it's going to be. Uh, maybe a bit of a release for you, right? And a mm-hmm. bit of a way to kind of air your thoughts. Yeah. Um, then becomes the sort of like, sometimes probably, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I personally have had times where I felt like the podcast was almost a burden. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like it's an obligation that right now I don't have like, uh, or, you know, at times you might not have like the mental bandwidth <laughs> to manage right because we still like none of us are full-time mm-hmm. doing this you know like we are parents we are working mm-hmm. jobs we are whatever those things are um ha- like 
and to your point, I think, and this isn't going to end as a question, I guess, but like you do end up kind of doing it because it gets to the point where it becomes more about the people that you're interacting with and those messages back of like, this is valuable to me. Please keep doing this. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but I think none of us ever looked at it as like an obligation, you know, like you don't start with the idea of like, this is going to be another job that I just don't get paid for. <laughs> right. Oh, you never would think that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the thing you just said is exactly like almost verbatim a conversation that I've had. Um, especially, I mean, we're, we're living in like, I think that as much as, um, entertainment ourselves included, I mean, we count as entertainment, I think in, entertainment industries are having to have really hard conversations surrounding COVID of like, do people want this represented in what they're hearing? Um, or did they want an escape from it? And I mm -hmm. think that, you know, as as boring as it can be to talk about, this is impacting the way that we have to function as parents and as podcasters and, um, yeah. whatever else we do. And, and it's, mm -hmm. the, it's not just tangible. It's the psyche of like, I'm going crazy. And so when you're talking about doing things like taking a break, you know, taking a break, it's like, it can feel detrimental to the brand that you've built and like the, everything you've done. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it it can feel like a burden when you're having to do so much other stuff. And then you have to decide, does the podcast Liz live to serve me or do I live to serve the podcast and, um, or the ministry mm. or the brand or whatever that yeah. is for you. And mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah. I think you have to sit back and realize like what's best for me. And is that going to be to the detriment of the show in the long run or, you know, whatever else. And, what is this actually all for? And, and those conversations are hard because it's supposed to be a good thing, you know, yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be beneficial for everyone involved. And it doesn't always feel like that. Exactly. That's true of, of a lot of, right. Like, um, jobs, relationships, whatever those things are, like, there's always moments where you kind of question like, why, like, is the paycheck really worth it? You know, like, is, is mm -hmm. the, like, um, <laughs> and you have to sometimes I think sit back and kind of look at like, okay, really, what am I, how am I defining happiness or success or uh, contentment? Like, what am I trying to get out of this at the end? And right, and I think it's right. valuable to reevaluate that every once in a while. Like, am I still on track to what, you know, when I was 20, I just wanted to be happy, right? And it, But I didn't really have a definition around that. And then 25, maybe it was like, um, being a parent, being a husband, be right. Like all those yeah. things, like, like, am I, am I still making decisions that are contributing to that? Right. Like in, um, I think in everything we do, knowing that sometimes there's going to be a downside, there's going to be a hard time where like, you feel like you're just doing the commitment, <laughs> right. And not necessarily like enjoying the, the fun fruit of it. Um, but that's what I've had to do my whole life is just stop and ask that question. Like, are my decisions, still leading to the the thing that I say I want or have I allowed myself to get sidetracked and maybe like the podcast and I'm not saying this is the case Aaron we're not breaking up but you know like you might reevaluate <laughs> at some point and be like what I thought I was getting out of the podcast when I started and what I wanted isn't what I'm getting anymore um and maybe it's time to let this thing rest right or maybe I'm not getting it because I'm not putting in the I'm not making the right decisions and putting in the energy I need to put into it and so I need to really redouble my efforts um and, and push harder because I've let this thing grow stale. Right. Right. Like, 
So yeah. there wasn't that a question there. Just kind of, yeah, I think you just have to. I think, and I think it, to your point, you've got to have that honest, hard conversation with yourself of like, what am I trying to do? <laughs> you know, like, where am I going? Yeah. Um, okay. So we've had a lot of like, a lot about the show, a lot of like very heartfelt, uh, honest, I think, discussion about kind of our mental health in these periods of time. Yeah. Um, but I have, so, I know Alex predominantly is the adoptive mom. What's the Alex that I don't know? What's the thing that like you isn't really, I mean, I think you're pretty open in social media, but like, are there other like dreams or uh, things that you really enjoy doing or something that you don't really like necessarily always talk about or post about? Are you secretly like super into chess? <laughs> no, but my husband is, he recently watched the queen's gambit. It got him. <laughs> <laughs> playing chess so much which is so funny because I am a um I'm a I guess like a fidgeter or like I'm always so like we're sitting in church and my husband has had to just learn because I am always going to be playing solitaire on my phone or like you know those little games where you make the ball and it has to like break all the bricks oh you know? yeah 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 and it's like yeah. I, if I'm not doing that I'm distracted and I don't even have like a diagnosis of ADHD or some whatever else I'm just like that's what I have to do to focus and so I always am playing games on my iPad or games on my phone and Brian makes fun of me so much and now he <laughs> plays chess and so I'm like yeah yeah that's what yeah that's what I thought <laughs> <laughs> you just had to find your distraction and now you exactly you're... <laughs> um no but to your question so maybe you guys can help me with this because this is kind of a new thing uh, I'd love your advice so I am actually I am not you know sh shifting away from the adoptive mom at all but I am becoming an Enneagram coach and I that's like a whole separate thing like they're the Venn diagram of the adoptive mom and Enneagram coach do not overlap very much and so I'm like <laughs> I don't want to start like another Instagram that seems exhausting um like I, you know, so it's like, how do I market both without being like, and I do this and I do this because that we all know that doesn't work in marketing. And so I don't know it's, but that's kind of my passion. I've really gotten into the Enneagram. I really, as an extrovert, it helps me understand other people better. It helps me to, um, to talk to people and, and connect with them. And I really want to be able to share that, especially with small businesses who are trying to understand their teams and their employees and employers oh, better. And so yeah. that's, kind of the way I want to do my business is do working with small businesses to just help each other connect. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my passion right now. I'm really getting into that. And I was able, the last season of my show was all about the adoption and Enneagram. So I interviewed, um, all past guests by their Enneagram number. Ooh. And, um, it was really fun. It was really fun. I also got to do a lot of Enneagram experts, um, kind of like big names in the Enneagram world. And it was, so that that's it. Like I think that that that's the Venn diagram. Like I'm done now. Like there's nowhere else. You can roll Enneagram into like, well, how a family interacts. Like this works in the adoptive mom, and then you're like for small businesses. And I was like, I'm I don't know anymore. Like now you've just gone hard left turn. And uh, also, Aaron and I can't help with this. I believe you're married to a guy who yeah, owns like I'm a marketing and yeah. Um, which how how does that uh, it's interesting to me that you both decided to do podcasts. Like, mm -hmm. 
uh, and then not together, like, um, like two very different subjects. And like, I mean, maybe you got, did you guys ever try doing a podcast together? If you saw the like elephant graveyard of recordings <laughs> that we have done together and then scrapped because we fight the whole time. Um, <laughs> Please we, bring this outtakes back. <laughs> we have, I, I think three different podcasts together and That's we true. get through half of one episode and we're like, this is dumb. This is a bad idea. <laughs> what What was the subject matter of one of one of the ideas? Just okay. out of curiosity. So one of them, this was before, this was after his very first podcast before my podcast. Right. And we tried mm -hmm. to do a parenting podcast and our idea was to go through and in real time, talk about what we're like, what we're learning. And so it was not going to be from an expert perspective. It was actually <laughs> called the Poser Parents Podcast. So it was all about <laughs> just kind it's of a great like title. Yes, we had we had branding. We used some Fiverr to get some music. Like we, Ooh. it was. I actually think we did record like two or three full episodes of that, but it got too much because adoption, we were like, we kind of retreated. So like, we don't want to talk about this right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, then my wife's going to make a huge show about it. Like exactly. <laughs> oh. um, the other one, and this one was this, the one we tried this year and this, we, we made it through like 15 minutes of one episode. We were four. We were like, this is going to be bad for the marriage. Um, <laughs> we tried to review Christmas movies and it was uh, like in a silly way. And so I love Christmas. And so we, you know, always yeah. have this like bucket list of Christmas movies that we watch every year. And Brian has a bad attitude about it. And it's, it's, oh. it's good fun. It's good fun. Um, he will watch them, but he also has a lot of like complaining that he does. Um, and, <laughs> and it's not, it's good Christmas movies. It's not like the Hallmark ones, you know, it's, yeah, we're, we're, talking, we're talking jingle all the way. Who doesn't love Arnold? You know, that, exactly. that was that. That, that was the one, one we tried to. How was he upset about that? He wasn't upset about watching that. But when we recorded, he um, he has a different warm up process than I do. I'm an extrovert, right? So I just go like I don't need to warm up, and he does because he's an introvert. And so the first 15 minutes, I what I should have done was be like, okay, this is all gonna be scrapped. So I just need to know that because that's where he's coming from. And so I'm like, what are you? You know, like. I'll cover the mic. What are you talking about? <laughs> and he was like, this is my process. And so I was like, this is not going to work. Um, it was, I mean, we do have a recording of us fighting. So there's that. <laughs> That's funny. That, I mean, but, but it's great that you two can like, okay, let's try this idea. Oh yeah. This, this isn't gel. I mean, one day you might actually find the idea that like, yeah, this clicks like this one works, but it, it is funny mm -hmm. that you both do shows and work just differently enough that it's not, <laughs> that partnership you know like there i don't think i could do this show with anybody but aaron because of the specificity of that relationship and it's not that there aren't other people in my life that i talk to and have known just as long or longer but like this show isn't for that relationship right like it just right. kind of like you kind of know like when the the pairing works which actually i was going to ask about that too um did you ever consider having another person on the show or like because we both do interview shows, but we chose to do this kind of like co-hosted format. And like, did you ever consider that route or was it always just a one-on-one -on -one conversation? Um, I, so I didn't, um, but I, I was very like intentional about that. Um, cause I am a very, I'm, I'm an inclusive, like bring them on. Let's, you know, let's do this together. And I think I just knew that I was going to be picky about the way I did this. And I didn't want to feel self-conscious about it, asserting my opinion. 
Um, or whereas I do partnerships or like group things. So with the adoptive mom, we have a small group initiative that we're pushing and I do have a partner for that. Um, cause that's something I knew I wouldn't be able to do by myself, but the podcast recording itself, I just knew I didn't want to have to stomp all over someone and be like, this is mine and I get to make the final decision. And so, nice. um, but kudos to you guys, because that like, it seems <laughs> like it's, seems like it's working out well so that's good <laughs> we have to occasionally have like honest conversations right because you do have like it's kind of like a marriage in that way like hey i i was really thinking we were going to do this yeah well i don't want to do that you know or or go that direction just kind of like um well if you're in enneagram eight then that should be very easy for you so. it is it is easier for me probably sometimes aaron might be like please like let's not you know like whatever because i'm very like well, this is how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't right not be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So, uh, but you have had to bring other people in as your media empire has grown because you are realizing oh. you can't do it all. I mean, <laughs> right. Like you, uh, small group, uh, you're putting out like, I think like Bible study type material and hmm. like you're, you're putting a lot of content out there. Um, and it does yeah. become un it's just unmanageable by yourself, right? Like, well, and I'm seeing that even for what I was doing by myself, you know, I think that with Patreon, that's one thing that I've had to learn was that things are going to shift. And that's hard for me because I'm very much a commitment type person. So if I, if I say I'm going to do something, I want to do it and I don't want to shift and pivot. I want the first idea to be the right one. And that's not how life works. <laughs> so, yeah. um, that's, you know, that, that's just kind of my bent in life is I, that's something I struggle with. And so, um, I've had to learn with Patreon that things are going to pivot and the plan for Patreon and what the content you put out is going to change and that that's okay. Um, that most podcasts do that. And so I, uh, you know, speaking of like Bible studies, like that was something that, um, I wasn't, I didn't think was landing. I was like, I don't think people are doing this, so I'm going to stop doing like, it's taking a lot of work. So, um, kind of work. So like we were, I was predominantly doing it for the small group effort because we were trying to put out materials that they could use for their small groups. Um, and I was like, this isn't working, so let's find another way to do it. Um, but I'm a little embarrassed at how much effort it took for me to get to that place. Like, whereas some people would be like, this isn't working. So that's, you know, that's A plus B equals C. Like, this isn't working. Therefore, we're going to do something else. But for me, I was like, this isn't working. Therefore, I need to try harder. And yeah. <laughs> yeah just keep doing it, I guess. I don't know. And when I finally, I'm like dying and I was like, why am I doing all this? This is making me so mad. It's so much work, blah, blah, blah. And my husband actually is like, then stop Alex. And uh, I was like, Oh, I can just stop. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, I've, I've had to really, um, kind of have some tough conversations with myself and say, what, what works, what doesn't, what do I like doing and what do I not like doing? Um, and let's just do those things and not mm. try to do everything, um, especially if it's not getting the results that I want it to get. Um, so, yeah, I think bringing in extra people, you know, for a while, uh, one Daniel Quinn edited my podcast. And so, like, just that I learned kind of a lot. <laughs> Like that was, you know, that was something that I didn't know how to do and I could offload. And so yeah. learning like, and, and I think that this is one of my, the things I say a lot is just, I think we live in a world where we are taught 
or we live in a country maybe where we are taught that we have to be able to do it all. Um, and Mm -hmm. that we're failures if we don't, or if we don't work hard enough to figure it out. And I think that that's doing such a disservice to people who that is their passion. They are really good at that. And that's their thing. And we don't have to learn how to do everything and be able to do everything in house because that's not giving anyone the opportunity to shine where they can shine. Um, so like, yeah, building, you know, doing big picture stuff is not my, like, I am much more a day to day, um, checking things off a list kind of person. And that's something I had to just over the past couple of years, learn about myself and realize that that doesn't make me less than, or that doesn't make me like not as smart. My husband's a really big picture guy. Like he is for, you know, forecasting and crunching the numbers. And I'm like, that makes me want to like rock in the corner, but give me a list. I can follow the list. You know, like I can check things off, but you know, so partnering with someone who is good at big picture for the small group initiative was going to be necessary. And by not doing that, by trying to do it all myself, I was going to fail first of all, but also it's not giving someone else the opportunity to do what they do best. Yeah. Wow. And it lets you lean into what you do best, right? Like to have that because there, I think, you know, our show is about like creativity and just kind of, um, learning and evolving and I think it becomes sometimes a hard line to decide like am I shying away from this because it's just uncomfortable because it's new or am I kind of pulling back from this because I know my effort is not best spent this direction exactly. right um and that can be hard how do you actually determine that for yourself like knowing if you're shying away from something just because it's difficult or moving away from it because it's not the best use of your time so I think knowing myself and that's something that I really talk a lot about with on my podcast is knowing yourself is a big deal. And I think that we're taught to put ourselves last, especially within the Christian community. Um, and that is really, that can be actually really harmful because yeah, like we shouldn't be selfish and put ourselves first. But I think that the most important relationship is the relationship between ourselves and God. And when we are trying, when we're neglecting that in order to serve others, then we're, we're not growing. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I think that having to, or knowing myself and learning myself is the first step there and knowing like, what am I actually good at? What do I enjoy? Like, how did God make me to, to like function in this world that he created and how can I best serve him by doing those things? And how, how are those efforts wasted by me trying to do something that somebody else was created to do? (laughs) Probably a good way of evaluating it. Yeah. So I think that that's the first thing is just knowing myself and knowing what I'm good at. And like I said, I mean, that was a hard journey for me to be like, I don't suck as a person because a five-year plan makes me get hives and want to rock in the corner. Like that's not (laughs) like that makes me want to cry. Like I cannot think about a five-year plan. I'm like, what do I need to do today? Just give me what to do. (laughs) Yeah. And and I had to be like, that doesn't like, I'm not, I'm not stupid because I don't want to do that. And it took me so long to learn that so long to be like, to feel so much shame because I can't function the same way that another person can. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that that's, that's definitely the first step is just learning, learning yourself and learning to be okay with it. Um, and that does not mean that I'm okay with everything, but in that area, I've learned to be okay with it. <laughs> well, I know you don't see yourself as an advisor, but you keep giving good advice. So yes. congratulations there. And, uh, right. thanks New title. for being yeah. uh, a person that I've often turned to for, uh, thought process and advice, uh, through your show. Um, and just the support that I think you, you're providing to people around you in general oh, and, big and time. how supportive you are, even of, you know, like 
the voice press or our show, you've said really kind things about it. And yes. I want to clear for the record, your show is far larger than our show. So uh, <laughs> uh, I think you're the flagship. <laughs> but um, yeah, Aaron and I are trying to be jacks of all trades over here. It's not working. But uh, no, I, um, wow. but I can't thank you enough for like the support you sh- you show the podcast community and the people around you and uh, oh, yeah. just the way that you're like vigorously invested in life and people and it's so apparent so mm-hmm. on behalf of the world and northwest arkansas in general thank you for being here <laughs> and sharing yeah. goodness you're gonna make me cry like that that means a lot because i think that that's my number one goal in life is just to be invested in people and to promote other people and to connect with other people like i think that's like the, the do we need like an extrovert flag that that's like what it says <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a masterful job so okay Aaron <laughs> likes to finish every every episode by starting a sentence and you just finish that sentence with whatever comes to mind okay right yeah all right i wish i could do it all. <laughs> <laughs> I have that same feeling. I struggle yeah. with it every day. Somebody was like, how, mu- how much do you sleep at night? And I was like, six hours because I worked out that you get an extra month a year if you go from eight to six hours. And that gives me like some more time to get stuff done. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. It's true uh, I wish I could do it all. I wish I could be a mom like and run a successful like business slash podcast. Like that would be super. Mm-hmm. But I think you're doing both those things though. So uh, I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. You're the first person to wish I could just be me. <laughs> I wish I could do what I'm doing today. That would be nice. That would be good. Um, Again, I refer to if there was a podcast recording of me yelling at my kids, but there's not. Yeah, it's probably there smart. will never yeah. be that. Yeah. Until, until one of your kids walks up and they're like, uh, just so you know, you're being recorded. Listen, with, my husband, with my husband, it's not a far fetched thing. He is. He's like, I guess we should. I mean, our son like has a vlog like not it's not on YouTube. It will not be on YouTube. But he like right. walks around with <laughs> his eye. And he's like, what's up, guys? We're in the kitchen. And I'm like, you are your oh. father's child. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's well, hilarious. Alex, thank <laughs> you for, I know that we had, this was probably the most technical difficulties getting to a show. And so you've been kind of very patient and spent quite a bit of time with us at this point. But thank you for spending time with, I've been looking forward to doing this for a long time. So yep. um, my hope so. was to do it in person, but. We'll take the next best thing and then we'll circle back sometime when COVID isn't between us. <laughs> Please do. You guys yeah. are so fun. I'm so grateful that you guys had me on your show. This is fun. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll talk soon. Yeah. All right. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Cullen.